All right. Well, we, we don't recommend this show, but we thank you for, for joining us here on the year of Duke and Rogue. I fuck, I never want to see this again. I never want to watch this event again. Basically mash this package here. <laughs> this his face. How do they leave that off the fucking pay-per-view? Everybody, he lands his junk on Conan's face. Put a little fun around your crotch. Quite frankly, I'm a little bit tired of rewatching some of this old shit that I loved and being disappointed. Yeah, this match sucks. Yeah, who did you remember so fondly about this? Yeah, hard to say. And then Arn Anderson's in fucking sweatpants. Over it. He leans over it like he's throwing up over the side of a boat. We had nine? So cute, I want him to be my boyfriend. presents the year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. He's Kevin Rogue. See what I did there? No dramatic pause. I just hit you with it. I'm in that kind of a mood today. I'm going to hit you with it. All right. Well, good. Good. I was getting sick of you taking your sweet time at the beginning of our shows to introduce yourself. You know, if I want to add a little dramatic pause, I'll add a little dramatic pause. I'm just thankful you didn't this time. Okay. Well, this uh, this time we're covering uh, Uncensored, nineteen ninety six, live from Tupelo, Mississippi, March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. This is the fourth episode of our third series, where we're plowing through the the WCW here, nineteen ninety six, and this this card features your your pick for match of the year. The Doomsday Cage. Now, was that actually my pick, or are you just being a dick? That was your pick. I wasn't sure you were being serious at the time, but you, you, I, I remember it vividly. You were talking about how you woke up from a snooze, and it was it was next up on your playlist, and you're, you just let it let it roll. And that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I can't figure out if I'm being serious or not either. So. <laughs> oh man, so. I looked up the the tagline for this show. They're just mailing in their their taglines this year. Last last event, Super Brawl Six. You'll remember, it's not about losing; it's about winning. Yep. This time with uncensored, everything you've wanted to see, plus the stuff you haven't thought of yet. Everything I wanted to see, plus the stuff. The stuff. I, right. I haven't thought of yet. Yep. That's, um, how would you know? I don't know who's writing this stuff, man. It's, it, there's very minimal effort. Plus the stuff I haven't thought of yet. Now that line really leads me 
to a whole different dark place. <laughs> I don't know if I want to really go down that road. Well, we get a man versus lady match in here. We get the infamous doomsday cage. I hadn't mm-hmm. thought of either of those. It'd be fine if I hadn't uh, hadn't seen them either. Hadn't seen them. <laughs> Could be said about most of the card here. <laughs> Pretty much. We'll dive right in. This match had four for this match. Take two on that one. This show had four matches on the pre-show. Are they better? Like I didn't look. I didn't look up. I didn't look up the pre-show matches. Do, do they sound like they could have definitely taken the place of some of these other matches? They do sound that way. Okay. However, they're you- each of them are only given like two, three minutes. Gotcha. In between, I actually got a hold of the the this section of that main event program is on the YouTube, so I checked it out and. You know, it's crappy video cassette quality from '96, but they spend most of the most of the hour long show just plugging the uh, the hotline, of course. So first, what were these? What were the matches? You you got the matches? We got Mr. JL and Dean Malenko. Perf, love it. The cruiserweight title tournament match. Did JL won that? Didn't he? JL did. Yeah, I like Mr. JL. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah, real, real good guy. Met him. I got met him twice, maybe three he, times. Uh, he defeated Dean Malenko. Yeah. And then we got Gene. The first time in the evening, he was plugging the hotline. In the main event of tonight's event. Uh, next, we got Big Bubber and Duggan. Axon yeah. gets, gets the win with the assistance from the two by four. I used the two before, huh? Could have seen that coming. Next up, this should have probably, if, if you were dream booking this match, this might have been a co-main event material. We got Dosh Wonder Kid versus Dirty Dick Slater. Oh, man. How do they leave that off the fucking pay-per-view? Jesus. Uh, I bet this this pay-per-view probably cost, what, $19.95, maybe $14.95? Probably. Right. I would pay right now today $65.95 to see Dirty Dick and Alex Wright in the ring today. Slater gets the victory over your guy that one in another, another two-minute contest. Okay. Then we, we get a little bit with Sting and Booker T talking about Jack and Suckas and their match yeah. later on. Nasty's in the Steiners. That's the... Oh, there's actually only three matches. Oh, there is four matches. Okay, so Nasty's and the Steiners is the fourth and final match of the pre-show. They gave this one about five minutes. Okay. They could have they could have thrown that one on the card. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been opposed to it. No, absolutely not. Did we talk about get have we talked about getting Steinerized yet, the theme song? Not yet. Uh, but I think I think that'll be just around the corner. Okay. You know, yeah, I'll get we'll get we'll, not quite yet. Not yet, not yet. I think it's I think it's it's best that we get we get uh, steinerized and we steinerize all the listeners when they're actually on the card that we're covering. All right. Well, we'll we'll just cut straight to the chase then. So once again, this son of a bitch takes place in Tupelo, Mississippi, March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. We get the uncensored opening package. It's Doomsday. <laughs> 
you got a pretty uh, pretty cheesy intro with the heels talking about end Hulkamania for good and Jimmy Hart laughing. What do you what do you think of this? Boy, this time this is 1996, so people have been trying to end Hulkamania for about what 12 years at this point. Mm-hmm. And he's still just going strong. They're coming up with new ways, though, ways that I haven't even thought of yet to try and end Hulkamania. <laughs> yeah. In the booth, we got Tony, the Dream, and uh, Bobby the Brain. So this Doomsday Cage, this thing is set up at the entryway, basically. It is a three-tiered cage. And it's going to come into play during a couple of the preliminary matches. We'll get to it when we get to the main event. Tony... Tony tries to to sweep this thing under the rug as a simple to explain concept, and it's it's anything from. That's true. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. But first of all, you got the United States title on the line. Yes. Yes, we do. We got Conan all decked out in his pastel colored uh, entrance gear, complete with goggles and mask and cape. His mask, it seems like it's missing a lot, doesn't it? It seems incomplete. Yeah, it seems very incomplete. When I saw that mask and there was so much like missing out of it, uh, first thing I thought was why wear the mask? And then the second thing I thought was that's like an old pair of boxers that you've had for like too many years. And then they like they wear thin and then pieces are just gone and you don't know where they went. They're like socks, like they just wear through, and you're like, well, what happened to the rest of my sock? I think that's what happened with his mask. He's probably had it for about, you know, 25 years. He wears it, you know, once a week. <laughs> now it's just, there's nothing left of it. Nothing left. Conan is taking on Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie exemplifies hard work of today's generation. That's what, that's what Tony lets us know. All right, good for him. The all Mexican baby face, Eddie Guerrero. I uh, I like this match. So okay, yeah, we'll get into we'll get into the match. We will because that's what we're here to do. But Conan Tace takes his mask off, and did you notice he was wearing a bandana underneath his mask? It was pink, right? Mask off, bandana on, then bandana off. Why the combo? Why wear, like, it makes no sense, right? Does it? You're telling me the mask was on over the bandana? Over, over the bandana, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And I actually, now that I think about it, I might be getting his masks mixed up because I was watching some uh, some some old nitros recently. <laughs> so I mean, his, his mask might have been a little bit fuller than the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of the one that he wore, uh, I think the night, boy, not long after the NWO showed up. So yeah, I'll probably have those masks, masks mixed up. But this one he wore a bandana underneath, and I don't understand the reasoning for wearing a bandana underneath the mask. Not a lot about Coda makes sense. I didn't get into this match very, very quickly, to be honest with you. Well, it, if you didn't get a- into this one, there isn't much hope for you for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. So I didn't I didn't get into it. Like it was, I remembered it much better than the match was. And that was my, I think that was my first, that was the first thing that I wrote down. I was like, this is not as good as I remember it. Like it took a while to start heating up 
And then they got into that sequence, uh, pretty good chain wrestling sequence, and they started pushing each other and slapping each other. That's when it picked up. But leading up to that point, there was probably a good, like, I don't know, four to six minutes that it was just, it was, there was nothing going on. And this is Eddie Guerrero and Conan, right? They can mix it up. So I figured it would, it would, it would be a little bit quicker to start. And it was, it was so slow to start where I felt myself not, not giving a shit about it. Yeah, I get they're probably doing it for, you know, variety, whatever, storytelling purposes, the old, the old build and build and build and climax and drop off and whatever. But yeah, this, I expected more. I mean, there's action going on. There was a hold going on most of the time, but it was, yeah, not as exciting. No. Uh, Didn't need to last as long as it did which is another very common theme with this show yeah it is um yeah. what do you think of conan's uh is is so he's got like a frayed loincloth number on over his face yeah. <laughs> you like that i think it's fine man it's so it's much when he got more popular then he started wearing the he like his he'd tuck his shirt he'd wear a tank top and then he'd tuck his shirt into his tank top and that always looked, I always thought that looked dumb as shit. He, or I, I'm sorry, he took his shirt into his boxers and he would sag his pants. Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, classic look. That, that looks so, like, that just looked stupid. And these, I guess these, like, some other people probably make the claim that you're, you're saying that a guy wearing jeans looks stupid, but here's this man in the furly loincloth and you love it. <laughs> like, but I think that's, for a wrestler, man, I think that was a, that was a, that was a better look. It's fun. Like, it, you know, it adds something. Yeah. Like if, they put, if they put Alex Wright in the furly tights, it adds to Alex Wright. Right? He's not just wearing a regular green tights or regular red or pink tights. They get a little, little fun. Get a little fun up there, right? Put, okay. a little fun, put a little fun around your crotch. I like fun around my crotch. I figured you did. <laughs> So Eddie is using his head as a weapon with a couple of submission holds. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give them this. They 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 gave me well in each Conan match I've seen, which has only been a, a few this season, but I've seen a bunch of stuff that I haven't seen probably since I saw this stuff as a kid. Um, real kind of real, real creative holds, you know. Like I said, Eddie's Eddie's using his head, is driving his head to the back of Conan's back while he's got him all wrapped up, which looked weird as hell, but I thought it was kind of a cool use of the noggin, yeah, going for an uncleer. Good noggin use, and then business picks up. We get some chance from the crowd for both Eddie and Conan. I don't really like they stop on multiple occasions to get the crowd involved. Uh, yeah. It just seemed to, 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 the match was already kind of slower than I expected. Right. And it did get the crowd involved. So that was, I guess it accomplished its goal, but they go, yeah, the- go to the well with it a couple, two, three times. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose trying, you know what I mean? Trying to get that first match, you want to kind of try and get the crowd up. You know, you want to get them prepared for a fun night of action. 
Well, these guys are professionals. They're they're trying their best out there. Yeah. And it does, you know, it slows down and picks up pretty good once it starts going. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning it was just slow and, and hard to really grab onto, but then after it started picking up, it, it it slowed down and picked up at the you know kind of the right spots, which is kind of what you want to do. You know, you know, build up, drop them down, build up, drop them down, and it, that was that was pretty good. The when we when we finally get to the finish though, that was the that was the part that let me down. <laughs> get to that in just a minute. I want to. I want to give yeah. Eddie. I want to give Eddie his just desserts because he. Oh yeah. Once the business did pick up, Eddie delivered the goods as he always does. Uh, it, it gets to the point in a lot of these matches, especially WCW Eddie matches, when he's facing another, whether it be a luchador, or another busy wrestler, where it's almost it's tough to keep up with all the holds they're just one after another yeah um, it's a hurricane rana flying man to the outside uh, a lot of deer falls in here conan hits a it's a pretty looking razor's edge with a pin only gets a two i mean that, that could have been an easy uh yeah. easy win there we get we get a shitty suicide dive from conan i don't know why i felt like i needed to make a note of that but that's pretty bad. <laughs> Eddie hits a superplex. Um, yeah, and the end of this thing. Weird. So yeah. Eddie, Eddie land. I don't know what Eddie's going for, but he lands his junk on Conan's face, and they call it a headbutt to the junk and say it's a low blow. Yeah. Uh, so I think Eddie was just gonna go for a uh, a leapfrog type of a situation. Now, I think that this is this was definitely you know this this ending to this match that's how it was playing out i don't think it was it was fucked up or anything like that but it was weird it was, it just was unusual yeah yeah it was very strange he because what happens is he goes for like kind of a leapfrog and conan just kept he doesn't duck he just keeps on running his oh that's what it is yeah yeah he keeps on running right through eddie's dick and then eddie kind of drops and lands on top of conan and then immediately rolls over and then Conan gets on top of him, gets the gets the three count for the finish. So it was, it was strange, for sure. It was interesting, but Conan won the match. I I, I don't know. The finish was, the finish is something that you would expect when you're like maybe two matches into a rivalry that you're just stoking the flames on, right? You're just kind of starting it up. Maybe you got one guy one clean. Maybe you get the you know a finish like this afterwards. It's not so clean. You get to you know get to kind of build to that next match, but not something that you would do at a pay per view. I wouldn't think for the United States Championship. It wasn't. It wasn't a very good situation, in my opinion. Yeah, it was. It was weird. I had to I had to rewind and watch it a few times to just figure out what the what the heck happened. You know, I'm sure I'm sure it caught the audience off guard, but. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a fine way to, like you said, it's a fine way to end a match. I just, it, it just, it's a little odd. Yeah, it was strange. It was strange. So does that count as a low blow in your book? Yeah, I think so. It was a low blow. Is that a, a quality low blow or on the lower kind of echelon? That's definitely on the lower echelon because the way that the way that it happened, like if he would have ran into him. And like, just like actually head butted him right in the ding ding. Put some effort into it. 
Yeah, put some effort into it. Maybe, maybe when Eddie gets clipped by his head, Eddie does a little uh, midair somersault, lands on his back, right? Something like that would have worked. But the way that Eddie just kind of he ended up landing on top of Conan, which made it strange. It was very, it was, it was, it was a lower tier low blow. Yeah, like I said, I thought I I liked this match. Could have been better, but I'll I'll take it on this card. Next up, we get sent to the back with me and Gene implores us to chant with the stars of WCW, including the Jah. The Jah's on uh, the hotline. Yeah. So he's... We're, we're getting into being interactive with, uh, with the fans on the online here. The Federation was doing the same thing with their AOL. Yeah. And was it AOL? I think it was AOL, wasn't it? Yeah, it could have been. Wouldn't it? I think part, it, part of me remembers having like a... Uh, a disc that had the WWE AOL like on the on it. You remember right. they used to, you remember they used to send like they used to send out those internet discs? Do you remember this at all? I remember that. Yep. Yeah, they'd send them to you and be like, yeah, put this in your computer. <laughs> Fire it up. Yeah. Boy. And I was like, oh, I can't put that. My my computer's got a floppy disk. <laughs> I can't help you there, pal. Nah. No, so he's interviewing can't. Colonel Rob Parker after he gets done plugging the, uh, the superstar chat ahead of Parker's match against Medusa. But Parker, <laughs> he's doing it for all the all the people out there who love Colonel Parker like a hog loves slop. <laughs> so he's, he's representing the male gender here against Medusa. Dirty Dick, he gets on the mic. He tells us it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Parker said he's got a rubber face in it. <laughs> <laughs> Way to call it, Colonel Parker. And I was going to wait a second. You can't say you're going to rubber face in it. And then I thought, man, maybe it's like a smell the glove type situation. <laughs> or if she was rubbing his face in it, it would be okay. But then, <laughs> and then Parker, he goes on before the, the end of the interview, he, he yells out that he is the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> why why in the why in the world what are you doing <laughs> you're the colonel you're not the rooster but then i thought for a minute i was like man what if he completely changed his gimmick and he became the the, the rooster robert parker <laughs> he just looks happy to be there and happy to 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 you know dish out some Dish out some pain to his little, what do you call it? The, the fried pie. The fried pie. And the, I love so, his enthusiasm. That is one thing I was just going to say. You've never seen Robert Parker like as a miss in an interview segment or anywhere, really. He's always pretty damn good. And I think he might be, he might be vastly underrated by and large. Like if you think about it, you never, he never misses. He enhances everybody he's around. He, maybe he is the fucking rooster. <laughs> He says he's the rooster. I'll I'll let him, I'll let him, let him be the rooster. Yeah, he's the rooster, man. Uh, conspicuously absent is our good friend Bunkhouse Buck. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that would have. I think I think would have been nice be, to see him. I think he might be gone. Actually. Oh no. I think he might be. I'm not po- I'm not positive. That's too bad. I can't remember. I know I 
I've listened to some podcasts covering this era of WCW, and I don't remember. I don't remember it because he's if he's not gone now, he's gone shortly. Mm. No, no, because the at some point, I'm pretty sure that the outsider, the outsider's face, bunkhouse, and dirty dick. So he's not gone yet. Don't worry, we'll see him again. All right, that's that's a relief. It really is. Next up, we got something a little different. We got Lord Stephen William Regal. Versus Fit Finley, the Belfast Bruiser. What uh, can you guess? What Jeeves's real name is? Mm. I'm gonna say Dave Smith. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's his real name's Gary. Gary. Yeah, yeah, Gary yeah. Hedrick. Well, that's that's something. I really thought about doing one of those classic deep dives I like to do on these obscure characters like Jeeves. I ended up not going that far down the rabbit hole because there's not a lot of credits to his name. It's pretty much just Jeeves. So you're talking about Conan having a kind of an incomplete getup with his mask. What about the bruiser's jacket? Tucker's got this wild leather jacket featuring metal studs and one shoulder pad. Yeah. Why one shoulder pad? Well, that's the one he really lays into it. So you don't even need the other one? No, it's like like Lex Luger, right? With his with that forearm. He's got the metal plate in there, right? His forearm's not a jacket, though. You usually want your jackets to be symmetrical. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. It was it was probably on a strong side, though. You're probably right. Probably, yeah, it's a strong side jacket. So this thing is a pretty ugly fight. We got a hell of a mullet on the bruiser. I give him props for that. And Finlay does use the jacket to start, doesn't he? I think he whips him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You take Finley's entrance attire or Regal's entrance attire? Polar opposites. Hmm. Oh, boy. I think there's pros and cons to each. Regal with that big long, what do you even call what he wears? It's kind of like a robe, but it's not, it's not really a robe. It's a pretty far out. It's a, it's a garment. Yeah, it's definitely a garment. Um, We've been led to believe that that's what the blue bloods of British society dress in. I've never actually seen somebody dressed up in that garb, but it fits. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe a cloak. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's close to a cloak, I suppose. Yeah, and then you guy. got Finlay with his uh, his damn <laughs> strong side jacket. <laughs> I, you know, I think I, I probably lean the, the classier look, which is the, the regal look, than the strong side jacket. That's fair. But that strong side jacket, man, that was with him a long time. The more important, more importantly, I think to me, is whose hair do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take Finlay's hair seriously. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just out, out of this world. And he's got the mustache to boot, of course. Yeah, why wouldn't you? So yeah, this, this match is so much different. That was one thing that I like right away. Like these two get into it, and the, the match is completely different than Eddie and Conan. Right. Just complete opposite right this is a hard-hitting 
you know, smack your mother in the taint kind of a fucking battle. And the other one was not, right? This is a, the, the stylistically, they couldn't get further apart from one another. And this one I, I got into uh, pretty, pretty quick. Same here. Same here. The dream says that Finlay is using his body parts as plunder, which was a great take. Because he throws out plunder anytime anybody's using a foreign object. Yeah. I, I made a note early on in this one that Nick Patrick's a little too busy for an uncensored match. I'll come into play at the end. So why don't we just why don't we talk about that right now? He's 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 breaking holds, making counts. He was doing it in the, the, the first match too. So what the hell are you remember, doing, Patrick? Remember uh, like I talked about like being a horny for uncensored because uncensored like all the matches are supposed to be some type of no disqualification stipulation well that's not the case on this card no. and it it bugs the hell out of me because i was getting that mixed up with the uncensored prior too and i don't know if this this might be the first uncensored but like you know what we're just going to do away with that it's going to be uncensored but we're going to have rules right we're going to have there's got to be checks and balances here where we can't we can't let you do whatever you want we will so have a fancy first, three-tiered cage yeah, that'll be there, of course. But outside of that, like we we really got to stick to the rules here. But it's uncensored. That like that was the spirit of the paper. Like that was the there's a spirit of the, the the whole concept was it's fucking anything goes all night long. Let's get wild. Both these guys, they really, they're really with the spirit of the uncensored. With yes. just the stiff, you know, everything looked like it hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, whether it's Regal just grinding his his, his knee into Finley's head or, you know, they're just, they're clawing at each other. Very, very stiff blows. Just, this was, this was a fun, uh, I, I enjoyed watching this match as well. Every, everything was high impact. I, I laughed when Finley goes for the chair. And they're all fucking connected. <laughs> they're all connected. <laughs> so it <gives> up. <laughs> oh, he was really man. getting in the spirit uncensored there, going out. Yeah. Going out to the stand, getting a chair denied. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kicks Regal in the belly well, <laughs> as the dream says. Yeah, later after that, there's a, what do you call it? A lieutenantum. <laughs> Looting a maximum. What the hell does he call the damn? Yeah, talking uh, about his ass. Yeah, so Regal kicks fit in the ass, and instead of saying he kicked him in the ass, Tony says he clicks kicks him in the glutamus maximus, which is you know your technical term for ass. Right. And <laughs> the dream comes up with a couple different versions of that. The lutum maximum. I heard a couple that's, what I, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, the lutum. <laughs> Maximum. <laughs> I don't know if this is just bring it or just dream playing dumb for comedic effect because it worked. Um, but yeah, he it's he makes up a couple other words in this one. Um, when when Regal's doing some trash talk, the dream calls it soliloquating. Okay, that's not that's not pretty good. I uh, like soliloquating. Oh, another high point from this came from the booth when the dream and the brain were debating over whether Ireland is five or seven miles from London. 
talking about these guys being rivals in the in the UK. I looked it up there. Uh, Ireland's about four or five hundred miles from London. Okay, so they were close. Close. Ballpark. close. Yeah. Did this match start to seem to kind of drag for you? Yeah. After, like, after a while, and I don't, I don't know what the runtime of the match was. It, f- it felt like it was maybe a twenty-minute match, but after like the beginning of it, and they, you know, the hard hitting and and the the really uh, kind of not maybe the the interesting type of like submission and wear down holds that they were using, it, it started to just kind of drag, and then Finley punched Regal in the face and cracked him open, <laughs> and then it got kind of exciting again. Is that before or after they go up the ramp and uh, slammed into the that dreaded doomsday cage? So Finley goes into the cage after Regal's busted open. Mm. Yeah. And then, I mean, ultimately the Blue Bloods come down, come running down, and the damn thing gets thrown out. And it's, I'm, yeah. And it's so that's what I, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to go back to that again here. This, the, it's one of the things that bothered me the entire time I watched the card. Is that they 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 completely threw away the spirit of the idea of uncensored, and they it's a DQ it's a DQ finish. But you yeah, think- that was that was not not an acceptable way to end an uncensored match. How would you feel if they took uh, you know the Belfast Bruiser there and had him join the Blue Bloods? Oh man, he'd have to get he'd be a prime contender. Cut, cut that weird ass mullet, right? Give him a regular regular hair of that jacket. Yeah, get rid of your strong side jacket. But that would wouldn't that wouldn't that have worked, man? It you think about worked. that that group. You got uh, old Belfast Bruiser. You got uh, Dave Taylor. Got Bobby Eaton. Got Jeeves. That's a that's a pretty formidable stable. It's a good stable. I mean, we got to see the slightly classier side of Finlay in his days in the Federation. I think he would have yeah. fit right in there. I think it would have been fine. I think but they feuded over the U.S. title. Well, they could have. Uh, well, it was the E at that time, I suppose. But you, you got anything else with this match? I, I wish there was more stuff like this in the rest of the yes. card. Yes, and a, a sh- but a shorter match, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. So, so far, two matches. Two matches that went a little too long. Yeah, I think, like, after the second match, I was already, like, it was over an hour into the event. Yeah, not a very stacked card. I mean, there were there was fewer matches than I anticipated because so many of these were long. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess it, everybody's thrown into the doomsday, so it's not like the roster is any less. Well, with the absence of Buckhouse Buck, right? Big losses that was, but it's not like the the roster is any less formidable than it was last time. But there's no Hogan promo. There's no flair promo in this show, which is a miss on both accounts. Yes, it is. I mean, especially when we're talking about, you know, bullshit WCW. Sometimes that's the high point of the show. <laughs> yeah, it is. You yeah. know, didn't get to count up the brothers and dudes for the Hulkster. Didn't get a, didn't get something to hang my hammer on with, with flair. Right. Yeah, you got no Jai, you got no woman. Woman. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's and that, you know what they did do though? The fucking backstage segment with Loch Ness. I don't know if that's the next thing or not, but it's coming like, up. 
they shoot to the okay well i mean you're you, you go ahead you you, you you be the you be the conductor here all right so we got me and gene in the back with the jaw the ja. so the jaw he hits us with some rhymes talks about kicking rick flair's ass tomorrow night for the title yeah that's about it and then we get the guys talking about the upcoming man versus lady match. And then we get the other side of a mean gene sandwich. First, he tells us to call the hotline, indicating that one of the major superstars in WCW might be hanging up the tights for a career in Hollywood. And what do you suppose he was talking about? Maybe he's talking about Hogan. Roddy Piper. Loch Ness. I don't think we see Loch Ness anymore after this. Ultimate Warrior. So he welcomes Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah. The 700 pounder from England. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it just kind of beat potatoes of what he's getting at here. He's bummed out for not being in the Doomsday match, mm-hmm. but he gets the number one contendership match, which is better. Yes. So let's look at the silver lining here, Mr. Ness. Not really a master of the promo. This Mr. Where did they? They said he's from uh, London, England. Is that what they said? I know he's from England. I don't know where he was built from. We'll go London. Because this is Loch Ness, isn't it? Is that a Scottish thing? Sounds right. I think so. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know much about that. But talk about two segments that you could have done without the giant segment and the Loch Ness segment. I don't even think Loch Ness was here much. Or he was at the at the damn WCW for very long. He's billed from the Scottish Highlands. Okay, well that makes well no, that doesn't fucking make sense. The Loch Ness was in the lake. He's a lake monster, not a Highland Highland monster. <laughs> I think this is. I think this is the last we see of him. Okay. Probably first yeah. we see of him as well. That's enough. Yeah. He makes a Gene makes a quip at the end of the, the segment about knowing a dentist. Gene, yeah. And then then the Ness gives him a evil look. I mean, mean looking <laughs> customer, sure. Large man. Large man, yeah. Uh, would have much rather had, you know, Hogan or Flair give it to me than Loch Ness and the Jai. Yeah. Got to play to your strengths, uh, WCW. There you go. <laughs> and then what do we, we get the roosters next, right? Yeah, we got, we got the rooster, Colonel Robert Parker, taking on Medusa in the, uh, the first ever man versus lady match. And the Colonel, Colonel oh. came to play. So I guess I was pretty much, I, I might have just, fucking quit watching this event here because because i think i i took it looks like i i only took three notes in this match and it was a short match right it was it was like under four minutes i think yeah this this was short uh but i just put uh i'll give you my three notes and then we can go wherever you want in this match right all right my three notes are one not too pumped <laughs> and i think i was talking about myself and the audience because it doesn't look like the audience was very much into this match Second note I got, settle down, fry pie. Third note I got, 
crap. <laughs> so that's, that was, that, that's, that, that sums up all uh, I thought about that match. So what, what do you got? That's all you got, huh? I got yeah, too man. much more quick play-by-play. The brain and the dream freak out when Parker locks up with Medusa. Mm. Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Parker's accompanied by Dirty Dick. Medusa hits a body slam and a German suplex onto the colonel. Well, she had a splash to the outside early on, which looked bad. Colonel just kind of caught her and fell the wrong way. Yeah. So Medusa hits a German suplex onto the Colonel, mm-hmm. gets a two, and then Dirty Dick interferes, and uh, the Colonel ends up with like some sort of a pinning combination where he's basically mashing his package here against Medusa's face. Well, and he yeah. gets a three count. Yeah. Just rubbing her face right in it. <laughs> Good point, yeah. It was, was right, though. There's, there's no yeah. difference on that. Yeah. I mean, way to go. For, I mean, big win for the Rooster, but not a very good match. I mean, we could move on to the next. The next. Yeah. I, yeah. There's not much. To, there's not much to dissect in that match, or the, the there's not that much entertainment value. You think that that's what they thought they were going to be? It was going to be like a like everybody would be interested in this because it's you know Robert Parker versus Medusa. It's it's the Rooster versus the Fry Pie special attraction. Here we go. Yeah, it's something different. It's uncensored, baby. I mean, it was a, the, their whole tryst was the centerpiece of our last episode. Yeah. So capitalizing on that, the the payoff, not much of a payoff, really. No. But the rooster is victorious. Next up, I bet you love this. Your boy Stagger Lee's in the back. Yeah, I like Stagger Lee. <laughs> you know, okay. Have you seen Stagger? What? Is this the first time we've seen Stagger? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I've been watching so much old WCW right now. It's all starting to blend together. But I do want to do, uh, let's do a little word association, right? All I'm right. going to say a word. You're going to tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Stagger Lee Marshall. Road report. Ah, oh, see, the first thing that came to my mind was just a fucking professional. He is just a professional through and through, and he's got a he's got a fantastic voice. He should be doing some type of radio. What do you think he's doing now? I know he was the voice of Tony the Tiger. That was kind of are you same. are you serious? Yes, Stager Lee Marshall yes. voice Lee Marshall. Yep, you voice Tony the Tiger. What How the- do I not? I heard it mentioned on one of the podcasts, uh, whatever, Bruce Pitt, Pritchard, Eric Bischoff, or something like that. I'm like, there's no fucking way. So I looked it up, sure enough. Stager Lee Marshall is Tony the Tiger. I believe so. What unless, a, it a, unless it was a dream. What a life-altering egg of knowledge you just cracked all over my face. That is fantastic. So did you did you know like the original Tony the Tiger or like a later on the original? Okay, man, I'm I'm blown away by that. That's a fun fact, huh? That's fantastic. I will keep that forever. So here's some sloppy planning by the by by the crew here. Did you notice the diagram with the Doomsday Cage? The diagram on the whiteboard behind (laughs) Stagger. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> so there's a diagram of the Doomsday Cage, and there's like initials for the competitors. Okay. There's obviously no mention made of it because it probably wasn't supposed to be there, but somebody's uh, maybe, a game plan back there. Maybe it was an interview segment that they didn't keep or they didn't use. Maybe they had like the Taskmaster going through like a game plan type of a thing. That wouldn't surprise me. That's if, possible. That's possible. It, I, I would I would be I would put my money on it was an interview segment that they didn't use before it was a, a image that wasn't supposed to be in the background. All right. I don't know for sure, but that's what we'll, that's we'll, go, we'll go with that. It was just yeah. kind of odd. Uh, so he's interviewing the Legion of Doom, and as usual, we get uh, we get something out of those guys. So Hawk's talking about the Medulla Oblongata, aka the brainstem. He talks about how he and Ann will plan to be removing Sting and Booker T's brainstems. And in this Chicago street fight, which is their match, anything goes, nobody cares, especially us. <laughs> I so I wrote down nobody wrote, cares, especially us. Well, especially. I wrote down they have um I, I said Okay, we're we're gonna do another segment of what did my note mean? <laughs> so, I wrote down remove brain stem won't need diapers. I figured it out already. Never mind. I wrote that down because if you remove the brain stem, you're dead. Why would you need a diaper? Because didn't he do something? He said something about having to wear. Uh, depends. That's what it was. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't if you remove the brain stem. You're not gonna. Right, because you're fucking dead. That's that's you're not gonna live through that probably. Is he saying he's gonna kill him? I think he's saying he's gonna kill him. I mean, I'm not boy. I, I don't watch a lot of uh, like CSI or anything, but I'm pretty sure that's what happens when you remove the brainstem is that you're dead. Yeah, you're probably right. Next yeah. up, we got the booty man. <sighs> so the zodiac isn't appearing in the doomsday cage match, so we get another character out of the barber. Perhaps the worst of Bruce. You think it's the worst? I mean, it's a predecessor to Mr. Ass, which had value. So, I mean, there's that. What's, yeah. wor what's worse than the booty man? So, original Beefcake, way back when, right? Like, he was weird around, like, WrestleMania 2 area. Like, he didn't really, during, like, promos. I don't think he was like the barber yet. But he was in the dream team. Yeah, he wasn't the barber yet, but he did like he didn't even really have like he didn't say much of a promos and stuff like that. I think it was WrestleMania too. He did a backstage promo with him and who was this damn Jimmy Valiant, I think. Yeah, Valiant. And Lucky then like before, before he went out, he just like made like a fart noise into the mic, and that was it for it was it was weird. It was very wow. strange. Into the barber, which the barber had some that had some that had some some mileage of the character. And then he shows up as Zodiac, and there was probably some more mileage of the Zodiac, and then you move on to the Booty Man. After the Booty the Man. Oh, yeah, that's right, the Butcher. Then the Zodiac. Then the Booty Man. Then the Booty Man. And then finally, I think the Disciple. He's the Disciple. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Disciple was his last. Yeah. I mean, that the Barber Barber is the best, so that's out of contention. Yeah, there's just more things I think you could do with the barber. Are any of those characters worse than the booty man? Yeah, um, maybe. 
I didn't really care for the disciple. It seemed like a dumb character to me. Yeah. I don't know if it's worse than the booty man, but I think that's like, you know, they're, they're, they're close enough to each other, but the disciple did the stunner and he actually disciple had a pretty decent stunner. So you're probably right. Booty man's probably the worst. Do you think they just slid the booty man into this feud in place of Johnny B. Bad and hope that nobody would notice? Seems like it. Yeah, because Johnny B. left. This one's got the stipulation. If DDP loses, he's quitting wrestling. And if he wins, he gets back the money and he gets the girl back. Yeah, good for him. Pretty much the same stipulation as B. Bad and DDP in the first couple of shows we did here. Yeah. Yeah, Penser calls her the booty girl, though, in the introductions. Not the booty babe. He calls her the booty girl. Right. That's strange. Yeah. Yeah, this match sucks. Booty's, uh, Booty Man's entrance theme. I tried really hard to find the lyrics for it. I couldn't find the lyrics, but I promise you, next show, I'll have, a, I'll have all the lyrics for the Booty Man theme. It sucks. It's a very bad song, but I will find all the lyrics for you. Uh, I look forward yeah. to that. This whole match sucks very bad. I almost actively tried not to write notes down because of how, how much I was not enjoying the match. Kim came out. Way too long, too. Yeah, Kim came out. And I don't know how deep into the match it was before she came out. But she annoyed the hell out of me. I don't I don't know what it is. There's something. There's just something. I You know, I'm just not a fan. But then, like, she looks at the camera and, and she he goes, he goes, she says, he's so cute. I want him to be my boyfriend. Are you, are you, are you fucking, what, are you fucking 12 years old? What are you, nine? He's so cute. I want him to be my boyfriend. <laughs> You're a fucking grown woman. You're a grown woman with some, some, some grown woman assets. All right. You do not talk like this. I, I mean, you could talk however you want, I suppose, but not in the camera, right? Not the ca- He's so cute. I want him to be my boyfriend. That's a change the channel kind of moment. That if it yeah, if it wasn't a, like if it wasn't a pay-per-view and that came on my TV, I would have definitely changed the channel. I would have said, nope, can't watch this. This sucks. Doesn't she what else does she she say something else in there? Nah. No, we're over the giving out tens and zeros. Right. DDP laid one on her though, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. DDP, he's looking rough in this one. Yeah, it's looking pretty rough. It looks like he's wearing pajama pants. Did you notice that? (laughs) He doesn't have like wrestling. It doesn't look, they don't look like wrestling tights. It looks like he's wearing fucking pajama pants. It looks like he just rolled out of bed. Yeah. Rolled out of bed, lit up a stogie, came out to get him some booty, man. Um, Yeah, this, I got this thing's way too long. You don't have really any high spots here. And then towards the end of the match, like you said, Paige lays one on Kim. Mm hmm. She retaliates, then the booty man hits the high knee for the victory. <laughs> so you laugh. You laugh and say, like, oh, the high knee. That's a crap, crappy finishing maneuver, right? Is it that bad, though? <laughs> for the character, it's it, it's totally appropriate. It's right. So, it's so bad it works. Do you think that they didn't let him use the sleeper? Because of its association with the bar, because like didn't didn't he use the sleeper when he was the butcher and the zodiac? I don't think those characters ever won matches. This is new territory for WCW and Leslie winning. Okay, a match. yeah. So yeah. DDP is supposed to be gone here, right? He's supposed oh, to be wrestling. 
Okay. I, I, I guess I missed that part. Well, I, I have a feeling we'll be seeing DDP again. Well, yeah, I mean. So then the booty man lays one on Kim, and we're talking about getting getting laid on here twice in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Slut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's she's definitely, she's got, uh, she's she's looking to have a little mid-card melee there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How like it's gonna suck to be in that position though, because you got Johnny B, one of just the one of the most fantastic superstars in the history of the world, and he leaves, and now she's strapped with the booty man that's so cute, and she wants him to be her boyfriend, and the DDP like his DDP I'm pretty sure is her real life husband still at this point, so that's a weird that's a weird situation all around. Yeah. She's just smooty, man. Yeah, well, it doesn't get any better from here, believe it or not. It doesn't. Well, we get we get me and G to the back. I won't call this decent, but it's we get an emotional Jimmy Hart tells Lex that he <laughs> loves him. Uh, this will be the last time he's managed in the package. <laughs> me and G tells Jimmy Hart to blow it out your. <laughs> And stop short of ass, but that was that was funny. Luger doesn't have anything of merit to say. Jimmy Hart apparently has the power of attorney, which dic- dictates who's in what match. Oh, that's pretty nice. We get a fair amount of that bullshit here with uh, Loch Ness getting yanked out of the match in favor of uh, Luger, and Luger can't compete in the tag title match because power of attorney, whatever. Well, there's that. But next up, we got the moment we, you've all been waiting for. The number one contendership match. Loch Ness versus the Jack. <laughs> so uh, I was wrong. I thought this match lasted about, you know, I thought this was like a under a minute squash match. This is how I remembered it. I was wrong. So that's important to note. But um, I'm also going to say Loch Ness's move set is that of a passenger van. He'll hit you. Yeah. He'll fall on yeah. you. This this was this 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 is just a couple of couple of giant and giant the jack at this point. He can move around pretty goddamn good. He's I mean back then he people forget like he went off the top rope. He threw drop kicks. He was pretty agile, uh, exceptionally agile for a man his size. Loch Ness, not so much. Oh, high spot, yeah. High spot of this match was when the Jai takes a tumble to the outside after missing a splash. That was huge. Mm -hmm. That jet was a flying Jai to the outside. Here's a tough one for you. So this match is about two and a half minutes long. Just a hair over the minute squash. Okay. Match, basically yeah. the same thing. You take this match or the last one? Shit. Probably it's this one. Shorter. It's a probably quarter. yeah. Yeah. I probably probably this one that so visually that giant like miss splash the outside visually, that was very uh stimulating. And then you had Loch Ness nailed his big giant uh his big giant elbow drop 
which was, you know, that's that's fine. That's cool. That's that's dandy. He misses the second one. And then Jai ends up kicking him right in the right in the, the old chops there. He falls backwards. And then uh, so the finish, right, is a leg drop. It's the Jai uses a leg drop. Not a good leg drop. I was gonna say, how awkward looking was that? It was as awkward as a leg drop could possibly be, and I think I know why. You do. Do you know why? Did you really take the time? I mean, I watched this event probably four times. I didn't really take any extra time with this match. Okay, so Loch Ness gets kicked in the gets kicked in the mouth and falls backwards. The problem is, is he's so close to the ropes that the Jai can't give him a right-legged leg drop, and he has to give him a left-legged leg drop. So, and I can tell you from experience, you want to give a right-legged leg drop if you're right-handed and a left-legged leg drop if you're left-handed. So if it was you... Oh, man, I'm watching this now. He just... That was a hell of a kick he gave to lock this. Yeah, yeah. And I watch because he does the leg drop. It's with the left. You're right. Yeah, it's a left. So I think that's why it looks so awkward. It's it's very strange. Yeah, it's a left. It's a left legged leg drop. And I think that's why it looks so weird. You don't have as much control. I I used to drop leg drops all the time in school. So I know that, you know, if you're going to drop a leg drop, you drop, you you know, you drop a you drop a righty. You don't drop a lefty if you I mean, depending on what what uh, what your dominant hand is. That's why I think. Hogan, you're not going to see Hogan dropping a lefty. No, always a righty. Always a righty. So, but Loch Ness was too close to that, to those ropes, the far side ropes opposite hard cam. So, yeah, that was, that was a tough situation. My last note on this one is that's one of the shittier matches of this or probably any season we're going to do. Yeah, probably. I probably, I would probably take it over Booty Man DEP though. I would because because you could fit like five of these matches into a Booty Man DDP as far as length goes. Yeah. Booty Man DDP yeah. was another like 20 minute. Why are they going 20 minute matches? Right. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Next up, you're going to get some more airtime, Stagger Lee. Yeah, he's great. You hearing it now? Yeah. I was, do I do a pretty good Stagger Lee as Tony the Tiger? That's my impression of staying. That's great. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's me doing my impression of Stager Lee doing Tony the Tiger. Not me doing Tony the Tiger. I'm doing Stager Lee doing Tony the Tiger. Stager Lee's got a he's got a he's got a respectable stash on him. Yeah, he does. So he's he's in the back with the unlikely duo of the straight OG brother from Harlem, Booker T, and one half the tag team champions, the Stinger. Yeah, they're coming for they're coming for the Warriors like they won't believe. Yeah, like they would never believe. Uh, that Sting gets all fired up. He's like, "Yeah, that's what I need. That's, that's how I want you. <laughs> You're gonna hit me. Yeah, woo!" And, st- and then at one point in the fucking in this damn promo, he turns and like he walks to the camera. Like you remember uh, when Luger. At the end of promos, he would like flex as he was walking past the camera. At one point, Stinger like Stinger just turns and he walks to the camera and he flexes, and then he turns around because Booker T is still fucking talking. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It was a weird. 
lo- it was a longer promo than it needed to be, and it was strange. It was strange. So up to this point, we got Conan Addy, decent. Regal Bruiser, decent. And then we got kind of three three pieces of shit right in a row. Yeah. Producer Colonel, Booty, DDP. I mean, these are like bad Nitro mashes, matches. You got Ness and the Jai. Yeah. We're, we're already at the – this is the match right before the main event right now with the, the Road Warriors taking on Sting and Booker T in a Chicago street fight. Chicago street fight. Do you do you love the Chicago street fight or do you hate the Chicago street fight? Uh, this wasn't this wasn't that bad. This wasn't that bad. Oh, so this is the second Chicago street fight that we've covered. Uh, the first the first Chicago street fight that we covered was WrestleMania thirteen. I remember. With the LOD, yeah. And now this will be the second one. And you say that this wasn't that bad. You know, this match went like a half an hour. It was too long. They were missing shit all over the place. This was a messy, disgusting match. Didn't like it, huh? So, well, right away, LOD comes out. You're in a street fight. Anything goes. It's all legal. Keep the pads on. You're wearing spike pads. Good point. Right? So right out of the gate, we're off to... Bad Bad start. And it was... This was similar to that that WrestleMania 13 and that it went too long. It's like they ran out of stuff. Really? But... Yeah. And so... there's, There's so much that I didn't like about this match that I think I stopped writing things down while watching it. Uh, Hawk, I know it's kind of his thing. He no sells pile drivers, but I fucking hate it. I hate that he no sells pile drivers. It, mm-hmm. it, pisses, it pisses me off. And then as it, as it progresses, I don't know, man, you, you want to just go off of your shit because mine, I'm, I'm going to end up sounding pretty negative. If we, if we go off of my notes here. All right. Well, I had to brighten up writing too much shit because this thing went too long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of split screen action with this one. Even when they, they sometimes they leave it in, in the split screen, even when both sets of guys are in the same frame. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. The one time it was cool, though, was the drop kick. drop kick which which one are we talking here animal hits stinger with a drop kick on the outside and then on the inside wait no on the outside hawk hits stinger on the inside of the ring animal hits booker so it was like almost instantaneously where where dusty says a drop kick to the outside and then he like right after that he goes a drop kick to the inside <laughs> i thought that that part was good yeah that, that, that was that was one thing that was good I've looked through my notes here. There's, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll just get into it here. There's, there's several shots to the, to, 
the lower extremities in this match. Was the first one the one to, to Booker? He picked up a Nards plow. Or no, it was the ring post, wasn't it? The ring post. Sting getting the junk rammed into the post. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think Booker takes one. Um, Yeah, Hawk, no selling. Got that in there. We get get a shot to the pills by Animal. Yep, onto Booker T. Which the brain blames on reflex action. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I just... I like that the spirit of uncensored actually seems to be alive in this one. I mean, yeah. she goes up the ramp, he gets a little plunder, he gets him a chair. Oh, so the chair I have an issue with. So he comes in, he starts whacking people, right? He's whacking everybody off with this chair. And then he essentially just sets it down in front of Animal and then walks over to Hawk like there's going to double team Hawk. Well, they might as well just, he might as well just turned, hand the, just handed it right to directly to animal he just said uh, here's the chair now you come get me and booker you guys you guys you come hit me in the back now and then not long after that the thing that made me almost want to just turn this shit off and go you know what i'm just gonna free ball the rest of the fucking event because i'm pissed now there was a goddamn rope break a goddamn rope break in a chicago street fight and uncensored. Yeah, Nick Patrick trying to be the star of the fucking show. How is times. you can't do that? You can't do that. Uncensored. No, it was not long before that. Bobby the Brain says that they could get away with murder in this match mm. because it's uncensored. Uncensored. <laughs> but. Rope break count. Hey, gotta, 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 gotta break the pin, right? Fucking horrible. Horrible. And it starts getting messy, man. They start, like, missing moves. Stinger jumped off the top rope and completely missed a splash. Like, it looked like they were starting to get super fatigued, and the match started getting super sloppy. And it just kept going and going. Yeah. So, a couple high spots <laughs> for me here. The Sting, Sting hits Animal with the, a face to the to the the ball bag. Yep. Always good. Uh, at one point, Sting and Animal have their boots on each other's throats, which was weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sting misses the splash, like you said. Uh, what, about, what, about, what about Booker's sweet suicide? I called it a suicide dive. It wasn't necessarily a suicide dive, but so there just Booker did have like a pretty nice jumping uh maneuver earlier in the match. We like jumped over uh Hawk and ended up hitting Animal. But l- later on in the match, he went and he jumped out of the ring and he didn't try an offensive maneuver whatsoever and landed about two feet in front of his opponent. <laughs> so that's why I called it a suicide dive, because literally he just fucking jumped out of the ring. It's like you're playing a video game and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm jumping out. <laughs> he just jumps and lands on the outside. It was, it was, it was bad. It was dumb. It was horrible. But he made up for it later. I think Booker T is the best performer in this match. I really do. I think that as far as uh, in the ring work goes, I think he, he blows everybody in this match out of the water. He nails that sweet like jumping kick that he's got. I fucking That's love a that. Kick. That's a beautiful kick. He kind of throws a little spin in there as he does it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. 
Stinger goes and gets two brooms. <laughs> you could do better than that. That'd be a better ponder out there. And he was gone for a while to show back up with two brooms. Yeah. So Animal and Booker then head to the back where Luger's hanging out in front of a mirror. He is pissed off that his pre-match oiling routine is interrupted. And then <laughs> he just... Stevie Ray also shows up and the, them two just beat the shit out of Animal. Then they tie him to the post. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere. Booker gets back into the ring. Misses the Harlem hangover. And then Stevie Ray comes out, nails Hawk with the chair. And Booker T and the Stinger get the victory. That's another issue I have with this. And then we get another shot in the back. Stevie Ray has made it to the back to to give it to Animal a couple more times with the steel chair while he's he's tied to the post. So Animal was hit multiple times with the steel chair in this match. But for some reason, the one time... Stevie Ray hits him. That's the end of it. Yeah. There's no there's no logical sense there. If they wanted to, like if he came in and hit him in the back, and then animal, you know, he got hit in the back, landed on the ground. Stinger locks him up in a in the scorpion death lock. Referee calls it because Hawk is knocked out, right? He can't continue. That's perfect like that makes perfect sense to me but for the amount of times he got hit with a steel chair in this match and then the one time stevie ray does it is enough to kind of put it over the top i i ah crap it's crap so what did you like about this it was much better than the previous three matches i maybe the mean maybe the bar was just so low at this point there it was it was non-stop action had that going for it. It went a, almost a solid half hour, though. Yeah, it was right around a half hour. But it, I don't know. It got messy. It got real messy. It's uncensored. But it wasn't uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's the match of the match of the card so far? Regal Finley. I it's I don't think it's even I, quite honestly I don't think it's even close. That is until we get to the main event of the and main event of the night here. You think that match is better than Regal and Finley? Yeah, kind of. I don't know the 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 finish. I mean, not like this was a good finish, right? But there was a pinfall, I guess. Yeah, I get. I mean, I get what you're saying. Sure, they're both kind of a uh, Nick Patrick should have. Uh, he's he's the, he's the true villain in this thing. Um, uh, he's he is a true villain. His true colors yeah. come out. I don't know. I yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of that match. So we got the main event. You ready for this? Fuck yeah! Are you excited? The Doomsday. Doomsday. Cage match in which the mega powers, or as Michael Buffer calls them on multiple occasions, the mega force, taking what on life? the alliance to end Hulkamania. He called them mega force twice. I missed that completely. The mega force, yep. Team mega force, no, the mega force, the mega force. 
And Randy had mega powers on his tights. I wonder if they got a little uh, hot water for the mega powers thing. You think the Titan Sports had the copyright on that son of a bitch? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. And they're taking on the Alliance and Algamania, which features Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Sashmaster, Lex Luger, yes. Barbarian, Big Boner, Z Gangster. Yeah, big Ultimate time. Solution. Eh. Anybody else? Uh, it seems like, well, Jimmy Hart, Liz, and Woman. They were out there, so. Uh, in the introduction, uh, Bruce Buffer was it, is it Bruce? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Mike. So Mike says Ming is uh, from an unknown part of the world. Did you hear that? You're not from parts unknown. From an unknown part. Yeah, it's Buffer putting his own twist on things. Could be, and then he says, "Was it barbarian is banned in multiple countries in the world?" I think like, I, I kind of zone, I kind of tuned out Buffer at that point. And then Arn Anderson's in fucking sweatpants. <laughs> last time last, I seen Arn, he had just come from the golf course. He was wearing his golf gear, and now he's wearing sweatpants. He's wearing a WCW Nitro T-shirt. <laughs> you couldn't even just put on a Four Horsemen T-shirt. It makes he is the only one. Here. He's the only one in the match that refuses to put on his gear. Well, let's start with the structure here. What do you what do you think of this massive cage? So I like it. It is visually it's pretty it's it's pretty stunning, right? Visually. The I wish they would have explained the actual match a little bit better going into it. Because it's like they, so the point of the match essentially is the mega powers got to fight all the way through each stage of the doomsday cage to get to the bottom of the cage to, to mix it up with uh, Z gangster and the ultimate solution there. But if they're, you know, if they don't make it, they don't make it right. That's, uh, that's that'd be the end of the match. And they start off with flair and Arn. And that was pretty, like, that part of the match was pretty entertaining. They had the double uh, figure four there. And then they powdered below. Like, they powdered the faces of fear from above. Which was a pretty, like, that was a pretty sweet move to be able to get themselves into that second cage. The second cage doesn't last all that long because they're, oh, man. So, as, as fucking hard as it is to explain what's going on, I... So if you make it past the first stage, the guys that were in the first stage are then eliminated from the match is what they say. So they make it past Arn and Flair and get down to face the faces of fear. But there's a dividing door in between the next two sections of cage because they're supposed to be Taskmaster and Luger on one side, faces of fear on the other side. And they drop down and the door to separate the two teams is open. But they don't like Taskmaster runs over there right away, and Luger kind of he's kind of hanging back for a while. They finally get them all split up and all that kind of stuff. They they go back and forth with the the damn faces of fear for a while, and then they move on into the uh, area with was it Luger and and Taskmaster, and they're having a damn problem like closing the door 
And then you got fucking barbarian and and Ming just kind of standing in front of the door going, Oh, you can't lock it. You can't you can't lock it, but we're not gonna stop you. Like you you figure this it was bad. That part of it really drove me nuts. It was bad. So you got essentially the four guys who've been eliminated at this point, or well, no, you got yeah, you got you got Flair and Anderson who have made it down to the second tier mm-hmm. and the faces of fear who are locked out of one half of the, the second tier of the cage. And they're just standing there like bums. Yes. And then they teased a little bit of excitement with the, the Taskmaster and Hogan battling out on the scaffold. Yeah. Which must have been 50, <laughs> 70 feet up in the air, as the brain says. That was pretty fucking funny. Like Taskmaster, like, he doesn't really like it throwing towards it, but all of a sudden he just like walks towards the railing. And like leans over it. He leans over it like he's throwing up over the side of a boat. <laughs> and he is, I mean, that's pretty far up there. Yeah. And then he then he sits down and wraps his leg around. He it's it's it, it's not very good when it looks as bad as it looked, like you should probably just skip the spot. Like if you can't actually make it look like you're in danger, then just skip the spot. Because it does, it looks like he is, he's faking being in danger, which I don't know. It, that wasn't very, that wasn't very cool. But then what do they do? They fought down to the ringside, didn't they? We should mention that Z Gangster and the solution are not in the bottom tier for some reason. Yeah. So they just go from the second tier around the, uh, down the scaffolding and then towards the ring. Yeah. Which I mean, Sure. You get a battling. I mean, one thing that I was thinking was like, I didn't see any big like Jumbotron or anything in here. Mm-hmm. And that shit in the cage must have kind of sucked for the audience. Like they probably went to the ring to to give the audience some action, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah, they uh so we got the Taskmaster and Hogan are battling down to the ring, and Hogan goes up to Buffer and takes his microphone and starts smashing the Taskmaster. It's kind of funny. That was funny. And then Hogan delivers a boot, and this could be the end of the match here. Again, I don't know where the Z Gangster and the Solution are. Right. Apparently, this is not the time to end the match. And as far as the Doomsday Cage, they're not even in the damn Doomsday Cage now. No, no they're out of the Doomsday Cage. Nowhere near it. So have they won? Uh, unclear match. Yeah, it, they made a lot of things unclear. I th- I'm pretty sure it's a pinfall or submission to the finish. Okay. Well, we don't have either of those yet. And we get we get Luger and Savage. They're doing much of the same. And this match goes for a long time as well. We're talking like four or five matches on this card that I, you know, if I were wearing a watch, I would have looked over at it in disbelief. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, so the Alliance to end Hulkamania is not, not, not looking great. No. Well, this whole match isn't really looking great. <laughs> no. 
You know, I remember it. I remembered it so fondly. And I've seen this event many, many, many times, uh, including the, you know, four times I've watched it in preparation for this. It's a, it's, 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 I, it's not as good as I remember it. What did, you, was, what did you remember so fondly about this thing? Yeah, hard to say. <laughs> hard to say. I, th- I really think that what it is, is I think I got 95 and 96 mixed up. In my mind, I think I put the 95 Doomsday Cage or the 96 Doomsday Cage on the 95 event. And I was completely wrong because I remember the 95 the 95 event had like, uh, was it Avalanche versus Stinger and Flair jumped out of the crowd dressed as a woman. And then they had uh, Vader versus Hogan in the strap match. Harlem Heat and the Nasties and like a no holds barred, like everything was no holds barred back in the 95. So I think, I think I just got them switched up and confused, but this was not, I mean, back, I suppose back to the match, they do end up getting back into the the doomsday cage and ultimate solution and Z gangster are there. Let me cut you off for just a minute here. Sure, man. And one of the more ridiculous spots and there's many, um, Kevin Sullivan goes and grabs a table. Right? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, he goes. He goes and grabs a table. He starts bringing it down, like he, he he takes like two steps towards the ring and then just puts it down. And then he heads towards the ring, and then Savage picks up the table, like immediately. Out, it's like Sullivan was planting that there for Savage to bring out to the 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 dam. Wait, are you so, talking about that giant piece of lumber? Uh, probably. Yeah, no, it wasn't a table. A it was just a, no, it was just a big piece of lumber. Oh, shit. I don't even yeah. think they end up using the thing. It's, it's just a weird spot. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. So, yeah, the gangster and the solution ultimately show up here eventually, and they they look terrible. <laughs> this is bad. What was the worst part about Z Gangster? Let's start there. Hmm. The worst part. That's a tough question. I think it's the way that he slaps his chest. He does this weird, like, jerking motion and slaps his chest multiple times. Very bad. Now, on the other side, ultimate solution. That is one big dude. He could have been a force. He could. I think he probably could have been. He wasn't, but... Man, given the right uh, training and opportunity, that guy, he, he's, he, he looks imposing. So the gangster is, of course, Zeus from five, six years ago, the Federation, in the Noel's Bard film with the hoaxer. Yeah. Former nemesis. And he just, uh, I think he's got a choke, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's all that he does. I think he's got a chop as well. Oh, did he chop him? Yeah, I think he's got a chop and a choke. He's probably got a head vice, I think I saw at one point. So they eventually get back into the, the doomsday cage. Yeah. And they're beating then the, the mega powers, they they get their head of steam after the choke and chop. And 
Who do they end up pinning at the end of this thing? How does how does it end? I I don't even. Know. Oh, it all it all fucking falls apart. Not the match was really tight to begin with, but Booty shows up and slides some frying pans. All right, the Booty. So Booty shows up, slides. I think he. So there's pow, powder was used. I think at three different spots of this match. I think they powder them, and then Booty throws in uh, some frying pans. So then they start running around. And they're hitting everybody in the head with frying pans, which classic comedy gag, right? <laughs> that is just, that is 100% Three Stooges, like comedy. That is Flintstones fucking comedy. That, that is frying pan to the head is just classic comedy routine. So that was pretty, I was laughing really hard when they're running around the ring, just going head to head like each head just tapping him with the frying pans over and over again Hulkster's handle breaks off of his at one point savage runs to hit i think it's ultimate solution on the head with the frying pan and he trips and he still makes the connection as he's going down very funny and then they finally they they uh they get the old uh turnaround i think it's uh i believe flair grabs savage See, I don't remember if it's Savage or Hogan off the top of my head. Where, and Luger where, puts on the damn coal miner glove. Yeah. The loaded glove. And then I think, I'm pretty sure it's Savage. I'm not positive, though. Moves. Luger kind of stops for a second and then continues on. Levels flare. And then they go to just, like, leave. And then Hogan's like, no, 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 pin him, pin him. <laughs> so like Savage. Pin, right. Savage turns back around, goes back into the cage, covers them, pins them, and they pretty much like run away after the match. Like they run to the back. How did no, not how did Flair where did Flair come from? Wasn't he stuck up in the in the one of the tiers? Yeah. So at one point they do show like the uh the faces of fear and Taskmaster and Luger. And all of them are kind of like walking out of the cage. There's actually at one point they 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 cut to that shot where like you could see through the cage and like down the aisle. And Taskmaster was standing in the aisle. And I was like, man, what a sweet shot that would have been if Taskmaster was making some type of ridiculous like you know over the top gesture at the cage while everybody's inside of it, you know, f- fighting it off. But it uh, it was bad. How would you? How would you, if you were to, if I was, okay, say we got a time machine, right? We're going to go back in time. We're going to go to this event and you're put in charge of creative control of just the main event. How do you change it? I got to, I got to keep everything in place. We still got the three tiered cage. and Yeah. Still got the three tiered cage. Still got the same competitors. Well, it should be an elimination contest, right? Like yeah, nobody like actually gets eliminated in this thing. Right. Like that was yeah. some of the more awkward, awkward shit in this thing is where the, the, the you know, the mega powers just kind of slide away. And then all of a sudden they're just facing, you know, the gangster and the solution there. It's like, okay, there's like eight other guys. Where are these guys? Right. Um, probably wouldn't he, wouldn't he use powder so liberally. Yep. Maybe you take all right, you take the mega power, so it's still like a two on eight contest, right? Okay. But you got the mega powers and you let them start with a weapon of their choosing. 
Okay. <laughs> it's just throwing it out there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the first part of the match, it did start out all right. I mean, I would have yeah. been satisfied with just that. Just like a cage match with Arn and Flair against the Mega Powers. That would have been a better match. Answer your question. Okay. Just let him hang out on the top of the tier there, have a top tier, have a 25 minute. But it kind of, right. <laughs> it would have been got, better quality of, than what we got. Kind of eliminates the whole purpose of the three tiers and the, the well, alliance. What is even the damn purpose of this thing? Yeah, well, I mean, they don't they don't do a good job explaining, right? <laughs> they don't. I think they should have had it be because they they said at one point that if you make it through the one tier, the guys that were in that tier are eliminated. So, I think that it would have been more interesting. To have made it actual elimination so you have to have a finish in each tier of the cage yeah so that would have been that would have made it a little bit more interesting and then as far as like the end of the match goes i really think that they kind of screwed the pooch because luger hits flair savage pins him for the for the finish right i think that they should have i mean really you're building this up People want to see the leg drop and they want to see the elbow drop. I think you let you let Hogan leg drop Zeus, Z Gangster, and you let Savage elbow drop the solution. You give him the one, two, three, and it's over. You don't have the booty man show. Well, I take that back. I probably would have still had the booty man show up with the frying pans because that was fucking hilarious. I that I mean, I might have been on the verge of falling asleep until the booty man showed up and, and dropped off the frying pans. But I really think that you, with no leg drop and no elbow drop for the for the finish, the finish is Luger hitting Flair. And obviously they made it like controversial where it's like, oh, he stopped. He saw that he was hitting Flair and then he punched him anyways. It, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it was not great. It wasn't great. And I wish it was. I wanted it to be great. I remembered it being great. And quite frankly, I'm a little bit tired of rewatching some of this old shit that I loved and being disappointed in it. It's kind of adding a shit stain to the childhood. Yeah, yeah. It really is. <laughs> the frying pan bit, I, I'll give that to you. That was a good, probably highlight of the match. I was say, was that the highlight of the match? I think it might have been. So is this the end of the Dungeon of Doom then? No. 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 <laughs> can't end the Dungeon of Doom yet. They can't they, they can't get it done, man. I mean, they, dungeon of Doom gets the gets the strap the following night. The giant wins it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 right next to positive. That's where giant Flair gets giant in the figure four and then giant breaks out of it. The jab breaks out of it with the choke slam. Classic nitro situation there. Uh, so overall, though, was this is this the worst event that we've watched, period? Like in the run of our entire show. Is this the worst event that we've watched? Uh yeah. I thought it was too. I thought this sucked. I thought this was horse shit. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a bad show, man. 
it was it was fucking miserable if doctor or not doctor if if doctor robert parker if fucking if the rooster robert parker the colonel if him getting married to sherry was on this it would have been the highlight of the event that tells you how bad this event was that if they would have taken a a shitty wedding segment from a tv special and put it on this pay-per-view it would have been the most interesting thing on the paper this was bad this was all bad and it sucks man i had this on vhs i watched this so many times and it sucks it's bad it's very bad anybody out there listening that doesn't think it was bad tell me why go ahead send me a send me a message tweet up my ass let me know because i think this sucked i don't think there's anything good about and it doesn't seem like anything strong came out of it either like nothing out of this became anything good. Like they didn't leave this and go, oh fuck, Loch Ness is gonna he's gonna have a comeback on Giant. Fucking Guerrero and Conan are gonna be feuding for the next year and a half. Like nothing came out of it that was positive. Solutions gone. The gangsters gone. Right? Booty man's still around. Hooray. Like it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. The whole event sucked and I never want to watch it again. I watched, I've wasted so much of my life watching Uncensored 96 on the VH tape. And then again, now getting older, I, it sucks, man. It sucks. I'm disappointed in myself and I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> we do get to listen to the brain and the dream and Shivani. That's a positive. Yeah, yeah, we did. But I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Super Brawl 6, I believe we established the highlight of that was Ric Flair's pair of ass spots. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's about the caliber show that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in bad territory here. Still, some stuff so ridiculous, it's, you know, living up to the hype of so bad, it's kind of good. I just, I wish we would have gotten a, a flare interview segment or a Hulkster interview segment just to give me some spice to the show. They didn't give me any spice, man. The whole thing sucked. I fuck, I never want to see this again. I never want to watch this event again. Well, to hell with it. I'm glad we got, glad we got through it. Uh, Me what too. We, what do we got next? Well, next is it's going to be a refreshing. Uh, it's going to be a real refreshing. Uh, you sure about that? <laughs> you don't think so? What next is what Slamboree? Oh, I hope so. I think it's Slamboree. Wait, when's the next Clash of the Champions? That's not until a, a little ways away. Okay, so it is Slamboree. You know what the tagline is for this event? That was pretty good, huh? It's it's my favorite one so far. It's what goes up must come down. Oh my god. Hey, I wasn't done yet. Oh, there's more. Okay. There's, there's more, man. Let it breathe a little bit. So the tagline is what goes up must come down. Hard. Oh. <laughs> you know, dot 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 dot. Hard. Hard, right? Yeah. So this is Slambery and it features the fucking Battle Bowl, man. That sounds good. I love the Battle Bowl. Did you know that about me? 
I think, yeah, I think you told me. I am a pretty, pretty big fan. So there is a, it looks like there is a, what do you call that? Uh, match, pre-match, pre-show match, pre-show match. Mm-hmm. The males versus the shark and a guy known as Max with two X's. I never heard of no Max. Oh, I'm sure we'll see him. So we got lethal lottery tag matches here to kick things off. Quite a few of them. So you remember what the whole concept of the, the battle bowl is, of course, lethal lottery tag team matches, your team wins, you move on to the road, the, the battle Royal at the end. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to fire these off. Ready? Mm-hmm. Road warrior animal and Booker T versus road warrior Hawk and Lex Luger. Any interest? Sure. Okay, I like that. Got the enemy versus, well, that's peculiar. The public enemy actually get to, they, they lethal lotteried each other. That's pretty good. Versus Chris okay. Benoit, the Taskmaster, and those two hate each other. Ooh. Got Rick Steiner and the Booty Man versus Pitbull Pittman and Scott Steiner. VK Wall Street okay. and Jim Duggan. Versus the Blue Bloods. Looks like they lethal lottery each other as well. That'd be good. Dirty Dick and uh, Earl Robert Eaton versus Disco and Alex Wright. That's that's a that's a team both of us I think can enjoy. Yeah, DDP, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna enjoy that. DDP and the Barbarian versus Ming and Hugh Morris. That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Fire and Ice. Against Big Bubber and Stevie Ray. That's interesting. Oh, this is talk about lethal lottery. Flair and Savage versus Arn and Eddie. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now we're out we're out of the lethal lottery for a match, one match. It is the cruiserweight championship. And I don't think that you could guess the participants of this match. Even if even if I it was a thousand blowjobs with seventeen cherry Sundays, take a guess what the ta- the cruiserweight championship match is. Cruiserweight championship match. Yeah. Is JL in there. Nope. Malenko in there. Yep. Malenko taking on JL. Nope. All right, give me another guess. If he's not in the match, she can't. <laughs> It's like, was JL in it? Nope. Okay. Was Malenko? Yep. Was Malenko taking on JL? No, JL's not in a fucking match. <laughs> uh, gonna... I don't know, man. Ultimo Dragon? No. I'll give you one hint. Comes from a famous wrestling family. Oh, the, the Armstrong, probably, right? There you go. Which one is it? Daddy. Nah. <laughs> Little Bob. No. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Brad versus Dean for the Cruiserweight Championship. And then we're back to lethal lottery matches. Good. Uh, Dick and Earl versus VK and Wal- VK and Duggan. The Enemy versus flair and savage ddp and the barbarian against steiner and the booty then we got uh united states heavyweight match between conan and liger and then we got a battle bowl uh the battle of oh, battle bowl, 
Battle Bull Battle Royal. That's a pretty good one. And then we got uh, the Jai versus Luger. No, the Jai versus Sting for the title. So this this uh, this uncensored match was just full of like long dragged out matches. This is going to be quick hitter after quick hitter on this battle bowl situation, man. That'd be nice big change. Two or three times the amount of uh, matches. So that's hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to this, man. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be much better than uncensored. Uncensored sucked ass. I don't think I've seen this show before, so. This uh, VHS uh, memory so I rem- collection. Uh, I remember this show pretty vaguely, but more so, I well, I know who won the Battle Bowl in this because on Worldwide, he was always flaunting his ring. Mm. Probably on Nitro as well, but I just, for some reason, I always remember Worldwide so much more vividly. Uh, but yeah, he was, uh, he was, yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll throw a little spoiler, and DDP is going to win, and he's got the he's got the ring. It's it's fine. I don't know. It's fine. It's cool. I enjoy it. It's it's going to be better than what we just watched for sure. Don't ever watch it again. Don't plan on it. All right. Good. Agreed. All right. Well, we we don't recommend this show, but we thank you for for joining us here on the year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. <laughs> I don't know that sound pretty good. That was that was good. Uh, yeah, let me do a quick thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quick thank you. I've got to throw out to uh, at Billy Gun Sitcom. Big thanks to Ted the Hillbilly Heel. Great support of the show. Good guy out there. Really appreciate him. And then also uh, at Real AWF on Twitter. That's the American Wrestling Federation and. At uh, downtown Petey Brown, I suppose. Just a couple of Just a couple of thank yous, you know, outside of that. I'm starting to wish that maybe I wouldn't have gotten rock and roll stream with the name. That's fine. All right. Well, uh, until next time, smoke them and get them. Slide one in. Man.